kind of a joke, but I put those. I needed that kind of visual reminder all throughout the day. What I want doesn't matter. I don't get a vote. Guys will call me and they'll tell me, oh, Jay, I got this problem. And they'll tell me the problem. I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you find a vote around your house someplace? Because you don't get a vote. I'm sorry. Something's wrong here. What? Oh, you're right, you're right. You know, if nothing else, I always use the expression, be where your feet are. If you have to, lean forward and look down at your feet. We're right here in this room right now. The chatter is trying to take you to work or to lunch or to dinner tonight or to the meeting you're chairing in an hour. You're not in the present moment. You're missing God. The only place you can find God is right here, right now. God will be in the future, but you can't go into the future yet because it's not the present. So you can't connect with God in the future, and God is no longer in the past. And if your mind's in the past, you're not in the present moment. That's what our ego, you know, Harry Tebow, I talked about him earlier. That's the job of your ego is to get you out of the present moment. And the way it does that, it goes into the past. It takes some bad experience. Then it projects it in the future. Is Watch out. This is going to happen. And guess what it just did very creatively? It hopscotched right over the present moment. And you're no longer in the only place you can connect to your power greater than yourself, the present moment. So the goal is just to get back to the present moment. One of the easiest tools, like I said, is breathing. We do it a thousand times a day, thousands and thousands of times a day. But how, how often do we actually think about our breath? We don't. So everybody sit up in your chairs, all right? <clears throat> Put your feet squarely on the floor and be comfortable, all right? And imagine a string coming out the top of your head. Somebody just pulls you up really quickly and then lets you down. And what I like to say is relax with dignity so that you're not hyperextending your spine. You just want to relax with dignity. And if you're like me and you've got a little roly-poly around the front, nobody will look, I promise. Just pick it up and get it up over the top of the belt because we're going to breathe. We don't want anything restricting our breath. All right? Hand position. You've got two different, really, there's a whole bunch of different ways. You can have your palms up. From the Oriental traditions, if your palm's up, you're open. You're allowing God to send stuff to you. You're, you're receiving, because that's the position we do. We reach our hands out. We're open. If you turn your hands over, then you're not asking for something. You're just kind of sitting there, and you're, you're content. You're looking into yourself with your hands over. Some people will lay their hands open to each other, and they'll touch their thumbs as if they're cupping like a little egg or something between their hands, just so that they have something to do with their hands. All I care about is that you relax. I don't care whether up, down, left, right. Just relax. I don't want any stress or any tension in your hands. All right? And, and what I want you to do is to take two deep breaths into what's called the Tam Tien in Japanese, in the Japan tradition. It's two inches below your belly button and two inches deep. So you're not going to breathe up in your chest, which we all tend to do when we get stressed. Most people in addiction breathe from the top of the chest. I want you to breathe into your belly. All right? So when I do it, I'm going to say, take two deep breaths really quickly, you know, a normal pace, but I want to be controlled. This is the first thing I want you to do is going to be controlled so you have some control to start with. And then after that, just let your breath go and just see if you can experience it. You'll notice that when we started this, we burned a little sage and it, it irritated some people. Everybody said, what is that? You know what I did? I brought every one of you into this room with that sage. Because you smoked it and you went, wow, you weren't in the hamster. You were here. You were right here right now. Whether you liked the smell, whether you didn't like the smell, it brought you right here. I'm going to use a chime. See if you can hear the chime and how long you can hear the chime to bring you to the center, center moment. So what I'm going to ask you to do is take your two breaths, then listen to the chime, then I'm going to sit down. We're just going to be quiet for, I don't know, 30, 60 seconds. We'll see. And we'll go from there. Okay? Everybody got the instructions? All right. Two breaths.
people heard somebody coughing outside. Fantastic. Guess what? You had to be here to hear that. That cough is never going to occur again at the exact same time. And what brought you the cough? The air you were breathing. The sound waves went through the air, and that's what you were focused on. It brought you into the present moment. Anybody hear somebody next to them that had a whistling nose? You know, one of those... And you're thinking, in your mind immediately went to, I wish they'd stop that, because I'm trying to meditate here. It's all about me, right? Guess what? You're in the present moment. When you get those thoughts that, where the hamster tries to get you out there again, your ego's trying to get you out of the present moment, once you awake to it, just bring your mind back. It only takes a few seconds to do it. I try to do it at least every four hours to sit down and just take three, four minutes to be conscious of it and to, to say, God, your will not mind be done, and to take a little meditation. They're really doing, the last decade they're calling it the year of the brain. They're doing some amazing studies on the brain. They're finding all kinds of interesting information. A lot of the more progressive hospitals have started to do prayer and meditation. And they call it BHMR or something like that. And what they're teaching is breathing exercises combined with yoga for their terminally ill patients. And it, for the patients that actually pass, they're doing postmortems on them, and they're studying their brains, and they're finding some amazing statistics and studies. They're finding more gray matter. They're finding less chances of Alzheimer's. Uh, most of people in recovery have some tendency towards ADD or ADHD, where we tend to get distracted. Oh, look at the bird. You know, type brain, that's how our brains work. You know, they're finding that prayer meditation, when they do these studies, and they, the people that have been praying and meditating on a regular basis, they do it for two or three weeks or a month, and then they bring them back and they put them in, they put them in a simulator and they give them advanced tasks very quickly. And the people that have been praying and meditating can process through the tasks and focus down and get to the tasks that they need to quicker. It's helping, it's helping fight all kinds of brain diseases just by simple prayer and meditation. They're also finding very significant increases in white blood count, which is your immune system. It boosts your immune system. We are under siege from information technology. How many people have crackberries? They're calling them crackberries for a reason. You know, they did a study of uh, 22 and unders at, a, at one of the local at a, at a university in, in the states, and they found on average the kids were getting up three times a night to check their emails and their in, on their crackberries. Now you got Facebook and you've got all these other information media that's a constant barrage and it's constantly vibrating. Well, in the big big book, it talks about a day of rest. When was the last time you turned off every bit of information technology, no TV, no radio, no iPhone, no iPad, no i anything, and you just were, you know? When you're sitting there doing nothing doesn't mean you're doing nothing. You're doing something if you're conscious and you're awake to it. But most of us, our mind says, get me to whatever, I really want to be doing this, or I want to listen to this, I want, I want, I want, I want. That's selfish. We're supposed to be selfless. It's a wonderful technique. Who's got my raisins? Pass out raisins. I need everybody to get a raisin. All right? We need some raisins out there. All right? What I'm going to talk about, we talked about breath, right? Breath is one of those things we do anywhere from 17 to 23,000 times a day. How many people in here eat on a daily basis? Okay. How many people in here are concerned about their weight? Right? One of the reasons that I look this way is because I comfort eat. I don't know if any of you comfort eat. You know, anybody ever been upset with a relationship and eat half a gallon of Haagen-Dazs? You know, yeah, yeah. All right, that's comfort eating. It, it, taken to an extreme, it can become morbid obesity, which can become an addiction in and of itself, all right? 
one of the things that I'd like you to do, since you're doing this every day anyway, let's take one bite in one breath before every single meal. And we focus in on it. You can do your meditation as simple as that. So hopefully when you, before you eat, you've washed your hands and you're ready to go. And before you dig in, you say a quick prayer of thanks. Thank you, God. I give you some gratitude for your food that's before you. All right? Now, before you eat, try taking a breath. Just do one breath in and focus. Get into the present moment. All right? And when you guys get to the back row, let me know about the raisins because I want everybody to have a raisin. All right? And then we're going to talk about a food meditation, which if you've never done a food meditation in school. A lot of the uh, monks, they do meditation, but they, they go quiet. They're silent during their meditation, and they're meditating on their food. But very few people will tell you how to do it. And so I'm one of the crazies. I will tell you how I learned how to do food meditation. Um, everybody got a raisin. Nope, we got some here, and they need some raisins. All right. Here, you can light the candle, please. All right. <clears throat> Most people don't realize this, but when you're when you're touching something like the raisin, right? You're feeling it in the palm of your hand, and we think of feelings. You know, you hurt my feelings. We use the word feeling all over the place. Well, here's one time when we really do use feeling. The thing is, you're not using one kind of feeling. There's a set of nerves in your hand that's weighing that. That's saying, oh, this weighs just like this. I've got this in my hand, all right? There's another set of feelings that's saying, this is the temperature of it. You ever been to touch a hot stove and you come back so fast, you're thinking, man, that was red hot. It should have burned me. Why didn't I? Different set of nerves took over. Because the person, the feelings that said, hey, let's see how much this thing weighs. Let's get the tactile sense. You'd be way burned. It's a different set of nerves. It's actually two different sets of nerves. There's something called proprioception, which is a fancy word, which means there's part of your brain that's taken up just knowing where your arms and your hands and stuff are at all times. And one of the worst diseases you can ever get is to lose proprioception. You know, you've all had it. You sleep on your, on your arm in the middle of the night and you roll over and you, oh, whoa, you, I threw my arm out one night, threw it out of my own bed. It was like, whoa, what was that? It scared the hell out of me. It was my own arm. For temporarily, I lost my proprioception. I couldn't feel it. So. Part of what your senses are is it's telling you about this raisin. Look at the raisin. Everybody's raisin is unique. My raisin isn't the same as your raisin. We have a different raisin. That's part of uniqueness. To look at your raisin, you can only be right here, right now, looking at your raisin. This little teeny piece of fruit that's in your hand, right? right? Everybody got their raisin. They seen the raisin. They know the raisin. You can name your raisin if you want to. I don't care. All right? Hold it up and see if you can smell your raisin. It should smell different. Everybody gets a little bit different sense of smell. Some people smell very well, some people don't. Some people smell the person sitting next to them and they wish they were smelling the raisin. All right? Now, take your raisin, put it on your tongue, but do not chew. Just taste your raisin. Feel the tactile sense of those little edges on your tongue. Can you feel the sweetness? Can you, can you sense the aroma in your nose even though it's coming through your tongue, the taste? Now, move the raisin around in your mouth. Let it touch the top of your tongue, the back of your teeth. Don't chew it yet, not yet. Don't steal that piece. Let's just feel your raisin. Everybody got it? Now, bite into it and feel how the texture changes while you chew. It's getting a little mushy. You're adding a little saliva. The flavor is more pungent, sweeter. 
The taste is dripping down your tongue. What a sensation. Smell it again with your tongue. Smell it like a snake. Wow, get the flavor. When you're ready and you've chewed it, swallow it and feel it go down your throat. Now that's a unique eating experience that only you had. Your experience was different than your experience than your experience. Everybody had a unique experience in the present, in the now. That's the cool deal about eating meditation. And you're going to do it three times a day probably, some of us more. So why not take a second and thank God for it. Take a quick breath in, get yourself in the present moment, get a hamster off the wheel, and then eat one bite. All I'm asking is one bite of whatever it is. If it's Haagen-Dazs, it's Haagen-Dazs. If it's a raisin, it's a raisin. If it's yogurt, I don't care what it is. Enjoy the moment. And you'll find that over, after a while, you'll do it more and more and more. Make sense? Cool. The last, there's two more things I want to talk about. One is what traditionally they call a meta-meditation, which is really like a mantra. It's like a chant. One of the typical ones, and you can use anything you want as your topic. Normally, people repeat in threes when they do it. What I was taught by a guy out in Long Island was, may I be well and happy, may I be free from angry, may I be free from suffering. Those were the three chants. I've modified them a little bit. I still do well and happy. May I be free from anger and suffering, right? And then I ask for free from selfishness, right? When I do that, I'm saying it in my mind's eye. I'm not actually saying it out loud, although sometimes when I'm by myself, I will say it out loud. People look at you strange when you're in the market and you're talking to yourself. May I be well and happy. May I be free from anger. May I be free from suffering. Pick whatever you want. Whatever you want to bring into your life, and it begins with you. Start with that. And you just say it over and over and over again. They call that a meta-meditation. Once you get, you get that feeling in your heart where everything's okay and you feel like you're in the present moment, then pick somebody you love. May they be well and happy. May they be free from anger. May they be free from suffering. And you can work your way all the way up to, may the world be well and happy. May the world be free from anger. May the world be free from suffering. It's another technique. I took a piece from that because I wanted to give it to somebody else. And I came up with something I call, like to call the love light meditation. Ever stare at something like the flame of that candle? And you stare at it, and you stare at it, and you stare at it, and then you close your eyes and you can still see the light in your mind's eye? That's why that candle is there, all right? So what I'd like you to do is pick somebody that you love. It could be a child. It could be your best friend. It could be your sponsor. Just somebody that you, you love in your heart. You've got no aggression, you know, no anxiety. You just love them for who you love them for. You just got that one love. Everybody got somebody in their mind, all right? And what I want you to do is I want you to stare at the candle for 10, 15 seconds and get that burning image in your mind and close your eyes. And when you close your eyes, I want you to try to imagine that white light dropping down. I call it the drop. Because remember, we've got to get out of our mind to find God, right? So when we close our eyes, we can see the image in our mind. Drop it down into your heart of hearts, into your soul, into your guts, and feel the love. And, don't, and feel, see if you don't just feel it cooking inside of you. You just get this warm feeling comes over you. Then get the image of that person that you started with and see if you can, in your mind's eye, Send that feeling to them, almost like you could just throw it to them and feel what you feel. See if you have an experience with it. That's a love light meditation. It'll only take a few seconds, but I use this meditation at where I send love light, and then I'll call the person up, and they'll say, you were just meditating for me, weren't you? I got this image of your head in my mind. 
you know, you gotta stop it. I was in the middle of a business meeting. All I could see was your smiling face. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you, bro, but you gotta back off. It's like, okay, I know it got through. It, the experience isn't for them. The experience is for you to develop compassion and love in your heart to somebody you already love, to enhance that, all right? So let's see if we can give that a try. Let's stare at the light for 10, 15 seconds, see if you can get it in your mind's eye, and see if you can get the drop, and if you have any experience in your gut with it. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Thank you, God. Today is Friday. Hello, alcoholics. Hello, people out there. Love you much. Look how much God loves us. He gave us nature. He gave us water, sunshine, birds. You know that our eyes and our ears are gifts from God? So let us right now meditate. and Let's thank Him for a minute. For our eyes, our ears. One thing about thanking God, it brings us into the now, into the experiencing of now. Meditation, meditating in the now. Breathing. And controlling your breath is is getting you in the now. Breathing in, breathing God in, breathing good in, holding the good, holding the good. I let go of the bad. Breathe in the good. Remember God's Mercy and kindness is new every morning. Let's breathe some of that. Breathe the breathe the bad out. Breathe in the goodness of God. Hold it. Hold it. Let it go. One more time, please. Breathe in the mercy, the kindness, the grace, the joy, the laughter. Breathe in the power, the glory, the energy. Breathe in. Move that neck. Hold it. Move that neck. Let go. Thank you so much for coming to today's podcast. My name is Fernando. Your secretary for this day, this this meeting, let's go ahead and open it with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Okay, let's stay in the now in that prayer. God, our creator, your God, the higher power that you understand, creator, his title is God. That's why we thank him for our problems, because he's God. It's, it's kind of like the sunshine. He's available. You know, as soon as we thank him for our problem, it's like going out in the sunshine and getting some vitamin D. You know, it's available. But we have to get out and get it. 
And grant me, God grant me, let's go ahead and break the serenity prayer down real fast like. God grant me, again, give us something free, something for nothing. We don't have to pay this grant. This this grant is free uh, and it's constantly available to us. So let's go ahead and uh, utilize this. You know, I heard that uh, the uh, the amount of portfolios in heaven for our granting is is there. There's so many cabinets that it just boggles. You can't see how stacked up the cabinets are. You know, they're they're so high to the top, the bottom, and they're so long. Cabinets of opportunities. It says that God has millions and millions of thoughts. And billions of thoughts towards us. Towards us. Huh. So it must be thoughts of, of good things. Thoughts that we may believe all things. That hope all things. That we may endure and forgive all things. And and that's our reward, guys. So God grant us the serenity to receive all the blessing God has for us. All the love. All the joy, all the laughter, all the dancing, all the benefits that God has for us to receive them. To accept the things I cannot change. That's how we, we, we encapsulate them by thanking God for those things we can change. Courage to change the things we can and wisdom to know the difference. Expecting a miracle takes courage, folks. Stepping out and receiving a miracle. Like going to a place you never had, driving a car you never had, dating dating someone you never had before. Don't shrink from opportunity. Opportunity takes courage. Failure takes courage. There's fear in those. To accept the things God has for us. Courage, courage to change ourselves to receive more of what God has. Hey guys, I didn't write the big, big book. I, that's what's in store. That's on one side of the coin. One side of the coin is, oh, I can't accept. I got a flat tire. The other accept. The other, the other side of the coin. Oh, I can't accept a new car. What would my neighbors say? My self-esteem is not there. I can't accept a, a bigger house or. or I cannot accept uh, being fit or doing, doing, being diligent. I can't accept getting up and doing what I can do. There's, I can do something. I can do something. I'm not a victim. Anyway, I don't know why I got off on this kick this morning. Got up around 3.30 this morning and... Listen to a few AA uh, speakers and did some exercise while I'm listening to them and praying, meditating. The meditations was in the now. Dave F. Um, a workshop 12 and 12. It was very good. And uh, something happened. We were meditating about a raisin, having a raisin in your hand. Would you believe that? And the guy goes, look at the raisin. You know, this is an AA workshop, folks. <laughs> it was amazing. I didn't have a raisin on my hand, but I just understood his principle. He did it with breathing, 
and he did it with food. That you're supposed to t- take take a deep breath, maybe six breaths, and after every bite, three breaths. Now, he didn't say that. I picked that up from another meditation thing. But he was talking, it made really good sense that the first bite and the first air that you take before you start your meal is where you, you get it in the now. You, you taste all the ingredients in the first bite and you prepare yourself with breath and with thanking God and you ease into it. Like when you kiss your wife, it's just the first kiss is always the best kiss, right? After that, what's on TV? <laughs> I'm joking. All right. Let's move on here. This is supposed to be a 12-step personal meeting of uh, the easier, softer way. On Alcoholics Anonymous, page 72, it says, If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. What? What vital step? Who? Let's pray. We did pray. What is it? Page 72. Is I certainly didn't leap at the opportunity to face who I was, especially when the pains of my drinking days hung over me like a dark cloud. But I soon heard at the meetings about the fellow members who just didn't want to take step five and kept coming back to meetings. Trembling from the horrors of reliving his past, the easier, softer way is to take these steps to freedom from our fatal disease and to put our faith in the fellowship of our higher power. Step five, writing everything down and disclosing it to another human being in the presence of God. Maybe one of the reasons you haven't taken step five is because you haven't thoroughly prayed in restitution prayer for the people that you hurt, restitution prayer for yourself, Restitution prayer for your soul. Tell your soul, I love you, I forgive you. Have your soul tell your flesh, I love you and forgive you. And then ask God to love you and forgive you. So you can love him and forgive him. (laughs) Like if God needs forgiveness. Writing it down... And getting it cleared off on paper comes out of the out of the computer from back of the head, and keeps you from <clears throat> and pour it down on a piece of paper and getting it out. No big deals. See, I'm in the moment now. It worked as I was saying, God, I love you and I forgive you. Something happened. I just went blank. Something spiritual happened. I hope it happened to you. Kind of like a, a cowbell went off. All right, moving right along, let's go ahead and read an article in the grapevine. I'm kind of miss these readings I do. If I, like for instance, I'm going to read an article on Tradition 10. We've been on Tradition 10 this week. This is from Bill W. from the September 1948 grapevine. Alcoholic Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name on a be drawn into public controversy. To most of us, Alcoholic Anonymous has become as solid as the rock of Gibraltar. We like to believe that it will soon be as well known and just as enduring as that historical landmark. 
We enjoy this pleasant conviction because nothing has yet occurred to disturb it. We reason that we must hang together or die. Hence, we take for granted our continued unity as a movement. But should we? Though God has bestowed upon us great favors and though we are bound by stronger ties of love and necessity than most societies, it is proven to suppose that automatically these great gifts and attributes shall be ours forever. If we are worthy, we shall probably continue to enjoy them. So the real question is, how shall we always be worthy of our present blessings? How shall we be worthy of our pleasant blessings? See, they have a problem receiving blessings. This is from the October 1992 Grapevine, and it's a reprint. So Bill W. says the real question is, how shall we always, always be worthy of our present blessings? You know, the fellowship is a blessing. The whole unit of a motor running well, all firing in all eight cylinders, having a different secretary on a daily basis, regaining the literature, acknowledging God, your fellow man, a higher power. That is a blessing. When I was in real estate, I had my Mercedes-Benz parked outside. I was youthful, bought a house, had money in the bank, looking good, real estate, you know, and and I long for a meeting. I, I didn't know what I was longing for. Something in my soul was saying, I wish I had books in my trunk that I could go play somewhere and have a study with people. That was a clear thought that I looked out after a sales talk or a sales meeting. I looked out into the parking lot and I took a deep breath and I said, I wish I had some place to go to and I could not imagine it was AA I had gone to AA a few years before and all that power I got from AA all that power that came from AA caused me to change careers buy houses move into areas that I was fearful of relationships and go out on yourself and be independent Wow, there it is, folks. And Bill W. continues, he says, Seen from this point of view, our AA traditions are those attitudes and practices by which we may deserve. As a movement, a long life, and a useful one, to this end, none could be more vital than our tent tradition, for it deals with the subject of controversy, serious controversy. On the other side of the world, millions have died even recently in religion dissensions. Other millions have died in political controversy. The end is not yet. Nearly everybody in the world has turned reformer. Each group, society, and nation is saying to the other, you must do as we say or else. Political controversy and reform by compulsion have reached at an all-time high and eternal seemingly are the flames of religious dissension. Being like other men and women, how can we expect to remain forever immune from these pearls? Probably we shall not. At length, we must meet them all. We cannot flee from them, nor ought we try. If these challenges do come, we shall, I'm sure, go out to meet them gladly and unafraid. That will be the acid test of our worth. 
Our best defense, this surely lies in the formation of a tradition respecting serious controversy so powerful that neither the weakness of persons nor the strain and strife of our trouble times can harm Alcoholic Anonymous. We know that AA must continue to live or else many of us and many of our fellow alcoholics throughout the world will surely resume that hopeless journey to oblivion that must never be. As though by some deep and compelling instinct, we have thus far avoided serious controversies, save minor and healthy growing pains. We are at a peace among ourselves, and because we have thus far adhered to our sole aim, the whole world regards us favorably. May God grant us the wisdom and fortitude ever to sustain an unbreakable unity. Amen. I guess that's it. Yep. That is it. I should have a little little picture of a rock of Gibraltar. But there you go. Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence the AA name will not be drawn into public controversy. Hey guys, we're already having a party. The the train is working. You know, we're going places, uh, doing things, helping others, enjoying life. You know, one of the best things is when I get together with 12-step, the men fellowship, we have a barbecue, we laugh, everybody is cognitive, everybody's working on projects, everybody's getting achieving things. Uh, the people we get around with, some guy has three houses that that helps uh, homeless women and people, and there are our friends. Birds of a feather hang together. We don't talk about outside issues. We talk about joy and laughter and God and productivity and, and blessings that God has given us. Make a choice, folks. Come and join us. Life is good. Enjoy the process. Eat the cookies. Don't try to figure God out. If I try to figure out God, that's where I go crazy. It's enjoy all the benefits. We're good to go. We're good with God. We're good with a higher power. Our higher power is humorous, tactful, joyful, intriguing. Gives us what we need. We're only here for a short time, folks. Let's do this thing easily. Many people, thousands and millions have died, and, and we come up. Alcoholic Anonymous, by God's Spirit, has come up with an incredible program to program our subconscious mind that would program with spiritual principles that effectively put food on the table, happiness, joy, and we can care for others and raise a family. All is well. All is well. God bless you. Take care. Let's go ahead and finish with the Lord's Prayer, please. Whose Father? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.
Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Thank you, Lord. We will go with the flow here. And you are the flow, the flow that's coming from the throne of God. Good prophecy. That was the prophecy from, from Anna. <laughs> <laughs> she prophesied. Welcome, everyone, to our lifestyle today. Saturday morning is a special day all around here where we just like to relax, kick our shoes off, and... And, and enjoy the Word of God. I have the book of John. If you haven't seen the book of John, I have it playing in the back. It's about three hours. It's a beautiful thing. And I just thought of something, honey, that you would like. Yes. That I can set up the patio so I can watch the book of John on Saturdays. Huh? We can watch the book of yeah, John. We can. Yeah. We can put I it. I would be excited Isn't about that. would be that? something we, just... With my cup of coffee, I was just... I'll be all lit up. Oh, man. Isn't that beautiful that we honor the, the book of John. And we have an extra TV over there. We got TVs coming. All over. Oh, the yang yang. We're Americans, I tell you. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to us. But I thought it was great. Instead of a... Setting up a, a a cave for a, for a football game or a basketball, I go. We're going to set up a game, a room, for the Book of John to watch Jesus in the Bible in the Book of John. It's going to be my patio, all fixed up to with a coffee to a honor coffee God bar area and a coffee. My coffee, my <clears throat> soda and water, and blessed water. Yes. I, I'm just, you know what? I, I am for this. It sounds, and it's something that the Lord is, is with us. It honors Him. How much we dishonor God without honoring Him, making Him. So we want to honor Jesus this morning. We're going to take communion. So please scurry along and get your bread and, and have communion with us with Fernando and Anna this morning. We have the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. We, we lift up to you and all your family members and whatever you're going through in your health, in your finances, in your, in your hopes and future, that the Lord restores hope. Amen. Today's uh, scripture is the one on Matthew where Jesus says, You that are heavy laden and are full of burdens, come to me and I will give you rest. So let's come to him. God is able. He's able to do his word, and that's why we're here. We wouldn't be doing this day after day if God didn't renew our strengths and our spirits. So I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then I'll ask Anna to pray over it. So if I miss anything, okay. but I feel in my heart that one of you have children out there and that are hard to deal with, that we, you know, that are breaking your heart because they're basically just foolish foolish actions and and not looking at the natural things which the value of a parent the value of having a dad the value of having a home and a gratitude for the for the love of the family and just looking so much into the future uh, and you forgive them and you try and try again i just want to tell you that god has an answer god is able he, he knows your heart so i just want to say we thank that children, that child, we put that child in the hands of Jesus Christ, that Jesus may fix them, fix their future, fix their mind and their soul, fix their actions, fix their foolish actions, 
and not acknowledging the Lord or respecting their parents, Lord, and breaking their parents' heart, Lord. We pray for those parents all around, Lord God, that have those kind of children, Lord. And we just ask you, Lord God, to bless these parents. We just take communion right now. This is the body of Jesus Christ that was broken for you. And Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. Thank you that by your stripes we are healed and made whole. By your hurts, Lord God, you took away our tears and our and all our sadness and loneliness, Lord, and despair, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for making us come alive and become children of God. Thank you for the cross and Lord, so we did, and giving us this bread of life, Jesus Christ. Would you like to pray, babe? Uh, Thank you, Jesus. We just I just agree with everything that Fernando just said, Lord, and I just uh, I'm I'm a, a astounded lord by uh, your finished work at the cross and and that you took every stripe upon your back for every sickness every disease you have given us a way out lord a way of escape and we thank you lord that your your broken body for uh, for our healing we just receive that healing right now by faith wherever we're at we thank you. It doesn't matter if it's a headache. It doesn't matter if your your stomach hurts or you're worried and full of fear. We just command that to leave your body right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're just so grateful. We discern what you did at the cross. Lord, you not only forgave us, you healed us. Because it says in Isaiah 53, 5, that by your stripes we are healed. And we take that heal- healing right now. We take the healing for any anxiety, any depression, any darkness you're feeling. And we take it right now by faith. Just like we take our forgiveness of sins by faith, we receive it. Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, for manifesting your presence for those that are under the sound of our voice right now. Manifest your presence from the top of their heads to the bottom of their soles of their feet. And let the peace of God overtake them. Let the... Let the love of God come in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's, I partake. Let's partake of the body of Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins from the world. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, I will restore what the enemy has taken. I will restore the years of famine. I will restore the years of hurt. I, the Lord, am faithful. The Lord says, I will promise you, I will be with you. You I will never forsake you and leave you alone. And Jesus took the cup and he said, this is my blood shed for you for the remission of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Thank you for the covenant that is made through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus through the cup where we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are the sanctified through the word. We're sanctified and we are the redeemed of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you for this blood. Let's partake of the blood of Jesus, the blood of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you, Lord. We thank you. We come with thanksgiving. 
just grateful for the finished work of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that with with, um, the forgiveness of sins for, for past, present, and future, Lord, comes a great inheritance, Lord, that you, you, you brought blessing after blessing, gift upon gift, the book of John says, upon our lives when we receive you. We thank you you brought the Holy Spirit into our lives, and we thank you that without the, the shedding of, of Jesus' blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, we don't have to do this on our own strength anymore. Thank you, Lord, that, that we are already made holy we're sanctified, and, and we are seen pleasing in your face, Father, because of Jesus. As Jesus is, so are we. We thank you, Lord, that we walk in, in greater works will we do because Jesus went to the Father. We thank you, Lord, for every protection and every preservation and every peace that Jesus brought at the cross. And we thank you that we just speak life over our family members right now, Lord God. Every family member on all sides, all the children, protection of any viruses and contagions and anything we don't know about what's going on, God. But we we thank you that you surround them with the angels the way you speak of in Psalm 91, Lord. So we're just, we just want to declare we are that righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you love us. And we thank you that we consent to be blessed by faith faith every day we walk in it god we walk victoriously from victory not to victory the battle's already taken care of it's already won so we receive this blessing and we thank you father that you sent jesus for us and we receive him and we believe him and we trust him in jesus name amen Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, holy, holy. So the word of the, of the Lord says in the Old Testament that people are not being restored because they're simply not saying the word restore. Something about us saying, and this morning's meditation, it says, use my name often. So Jesus, all is well. Jesus, holy, holy. Jesus, restore. Jesus said, my promises are yes and amen. Did Jesus say that or Paul? (laughs) (laughs) What's in Corinthians 121? It says all the promises of God are yes and amen. Amen. So we were saying it's not no and and don't think about it. It's it's yes and amen. Um, We, uh, We are restored, so we have to say it. Say it to make it true. We're little prophets. You know, we're prophesying. I say the love of God is restored, the hope is restored, faith is restored, resources are restored. Health is restored. The reading of the Word of God keeps our hope alive, folks, keeps our faith. It's it's too easy not to do. Say, Say that. Jesus, I thank you that it's too easy not to do to read your Word, take time to... To read John, read the Johns, get familiar with the love chapters, which because yes. lo- the love of God is our mm-hmm. ticket, Beautiful. is our ticket to daily hope, daily strength, daily inspiration. Yes, and you know because we we run out, folks, and then we say the name of Jesus because there's there's evil thoughts hanging around trying to suppress us, especially when there's a full moon. There's a full moon last, and I think the word full 
can be inter- interpreted full. I, I guess that's where they get a lot of uh, lunatics. Be- oh. What happens is the brain, the the moon pulls the brain up, and it causes a lot of uh, chemicals, I guess, a lot of activity in a person's brain, and they get either a lot of energy and and they, anyway, the hospitals hospitals get full when it's a full moon. <laughs> the fools come out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> Anyway, I love you guys, so thank you so much for being happy, joyous, and free. Don't take yourself too seriously. Remember that God is on the throne. His word is alive, and we're and, and he cares, and, he, and we care, and we believe that we're going to be and are being restored. I just want to give you a little, little uh, we have always, in our marriage, we should always try the word of God. So we put a little picture when we didn't have a TV, we had an old TV. I put a little picture of a flat screen TV or, you know, up against the wall where the picture, and we have, and I just noticed we got one, two, three, four, four working TVs, and all of them just came to us, you know. It's kind of like we planted a seed in the spirit, and it's just throwing a sound, sound TVs to, towards us. Anyway, this stuff works, guys, and I know you know, because you wouldn't be here. I love you. God bless you. Thank you for being my friend.